0: What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Online Trainer Show. I'm your host, Jack Gad, and in this episode, which is episode 17 of the podcast, we interview Leon Benjamin. Leon is an expert in the field of Instagram, and we dive into the specifics of how to use the platform to grow your online coaching business. We also talk about what you need to be avoiding on Instagram, and lots of different tricks and tips like how to use hashtag research so your posts get seen by your niche. We hope you enjoy this podcast and remember to go check out our free group called the Online Trainer Society and make sure to pick up a copy of the free ebook called The Flood of Leads when you're in there. And remember to visit the links in the show notes if you want to find out more from Leon and we hope you enjoy this episode. Right guys, hello there and welcome back to episode 17 of the Online Trainer Show and today we have got Leon Benjamin who's joining us on the podcast. Leon is an Instagram expert so all of the online trainers who are listening to this who currently use Instagram as your main platform this will be a good listen for you. So how are you doing Leon? How's things?
1: Yeah I'm doing good Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, Yeah things are getting interesting with the more I work with trainers, it's more people I interact with and I'm still learning as I go to and yeah. uh, a lot of people refer me in all kinds of groups all the time, they like tag me in whenever there's like an Instagram for like fitness question and uh, yeah, I've been growing like that ever since, I was just, I've just been curious about it and working with yeah. trainers for a long time.
0: Awesome, so sort tell us a little bit about yourself and and how you got into becoming a bit of an expert on Instagram like how did you really kind of develop into that field did it kind of just naturally fall into your hands or is it something you kind of wanted to pursue mm-hmm. that's a
1: good question uh, I started when I was really interested in entrepreneurship and uh, I was living in Saskatchewan which is like in, in the middle of Canada at the time yeah. and so everyone there had a big beard so I'm like okay I'll grow one too and um, I just looked on Instagram and there was a lot of people putting up beards. So I started hashtagging my posts on Instagram with beards. Okay. And then those pictures got me the most likes. So it was very strange. I was like the first spark of like, Oh, look at that. And then, um, I started creating a, a beard product. Cause I'm like, let me do something. Yeah. And, uh, I started selling my beard product strictly from Instagram.
0: Okay. Brilliant.
1: And, uh, yeah, I got to the point where I, I was selling, uh, one product a day. And I was just using Instagram for it. I yeah. tried other platforms and stuff, but nothing worked as well as Instagram. So I just stuck with it. And uh, I grew to like 10,000 followers in like a few months. So that was wow. pretty fun to do. Yeah. And
0: uh, it was just
1: a process of like repeating, uh, like going after uh, people who were already interested in beards, who were already interested in beard products. So uh, I was reading like a lot of marketing material like from like Gary Halbert. And so I just thought of Instagram. I was like, a whole bunch of lists of like buyers or non-buyers and stuff like yeah. that so i took it with that mindset and um yeah so I, I got to a certain point with that business and then uh i had the fear of hiring someone to like fill up my bottles and sell stuff so um the barbershop at the time that i was working with he needed help with instagram too so i'm like okay let me help you with instagram stuff and then i enjoyed like teaching him how to do it and like helped him grow And then, um, I decided just to put an ad on like Craigslist or like Kijiji. Yeah. And, um, I got, I got a client that's a personal trainer from, from there and I started working with him and then I got him clients through Instagram. So that was like my first touch of like working with a personal trainer.
0: And then, well,
1: then I'm like, Hey, this, this seems more interesting than just selling beard products. So, um, so I took it from there and then I joined coffee with Dan. I got onto a webinar with him and some guy named Brian Lee mm-hmm. at the time. I didn't know who, who he was, so I asked him a question. And then he's like – he asked some question, and then um, he, bought me, he brought me on the microphone to do, like, hot seat or something like that. And then after that, I had a few, like, Pilates teachers or trainers like reach out to me to, like, work with me. And from there, I just took off, and I just started working with
0: all kinds of, like, trainers – and yeah. I got exposures from that asking that question so, so really just kind of snowballed from just just helping people and and just getting them clients and getting them results and just kind of gone from there really yeah exactly yeah awesome I was, I, I, I didn't know about the uh the the beard oil stuff either. that was interesting i, I do you do you still do that or is that sort of past now
1: yeah i just put that to the side i just yeah, completely yeah. Like, forget about it
0: yeah Fair one. Oh, that's interesting. I I never knew that. It's always interesting to learn sort of where, how you got into something because I, I'm sure lots of personal trainers they got into personal training in a way they wouldn't have thought that they would have got into it in the first place. So it's always interesting to find that out. Cool. So one of the big questions I want to ask is obviously, do you think trainers now should be focusing on Instagram? more than any other social media platform and and if so why like what would be the reason behind it
1: i would say they should focus on the big two which are facebook and instagram because i think that that's where most of the people are anyways so just focus on those two and you'll be you'll be fine <coughs> I, mean, I don't do a lot of like personal offline marketing myself but i know a whole bunch of uh, like business guys who do offline work and stuff like that. They use all the other platforms as well, but just focusing on the main two that I know that work
0: are Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, for sure. And and do you think trainers who, who are potentially maybe not on Instagram, do you think they should be on it? Do you think people have to be on Instagram or is it something which you can kind of choose to do to relay your platform where you put out content?
1: I mean, if they if they they can dedicate like an hour a week or so to just like put their foot into it, if to like uh, just just to get more exposure, and if it's just repurposing content from another platform, then just try it out because that might be another potential avenue of uh, leads coming in. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think that's true. I think a lot of trainers are potentially scared of Instagram, and they see it as like another platform to try and to try and put content out on and i I think like you said if you can just devote a little bit of time each week um it's really not that much does not that much that goes into it you've just got to be consistent like with any other platform and like you said just repurpose content that you use on other platforms just to 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 be active on it at least yeah at the
1: the very least Um, who who knows who you might attract just by just repurposing your stuff like you don't need to create something custom or new for it yeah you might have to do like some instagram stories that might make it more personal and that Mm -hmm. might be another reason for people to follow you only on instagram um so
0: so yeah that's another market to yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and 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 when it comes to posting on instagram what what do you think trainers should be sharing to get more leads through their door because i mean I've seen I've seen content like just which has changed massively through the years, obviously being on Instagram. like how do you feel different pieces work? Well, like things like transformation photos, like selfies. Do you think that's something that trainers should focus on or like maybe workout footage? Like what what do you think they should be sharing on those platforms? Transformation
1: pics uh, work really well. Yeah, uh, they show that you work with people and you're not just alone at
0: the gym. Mm mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> not just taking selfies
1: yeah exactly um i mean taking selfies they, they they're good also because it shows that shows a bit of your personality it shows that um you, you want to since you're doing personal training people want to know you first before working with them so yeah um so it's good to like introduce yourself and to like um, um just bridge that gap of like knowing you a bit better before working with you um and another thing that recently came up um, was to not intimidate your your audience, so like don't show them like advanced stuff too soon because you might scare some people off and they'll yeah, be like, oh, sure. I "Do that complicated stuff." So just like attract, uh, like uh, like speak to them as if they're completely new, or like um, mm-hmm. just bring them into your wor- world slowly by talking about their issues and their problems, and start to like uh, relate to them and their lives to like improve them one thing at a time. You don't need to like rush with like 10,000 infographics at once in the, on your on your account.
0: Yeah. I think I think that's definitely a, tra- a ha- like a trap I fell into in the past where you you try and appeal to the the more advanced audience because that's kind of my niche in terms of who I try and attract. But you go and you put a post out and it's just all just jargon because it's just stuff which just doesn't make sense and people are reading it and they're like they're probably like what is this guy all about? So like now you sort of realize when you're typing it out, like you what you want to read it in a way which the the, the potential client is going to read it and, and, they'll, and they'll want to relate it in that way, not just loads of words which don't make sense because they sound sciency.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, having that mindset of like putting yourself in their shoes is a really good thing that I think over time you'll develop it the more you show up and the more you use it,
0: the more yeah. you write and, so, or talk on the video. So we touched on transformation photos just briefly. Like, do you think there's a schedule of when we should be posting them up? Should they be in sort of every other post um, to try and obviously just reinforce the fact that we do work with clients online, or do you think they should maybe be saved for kind of every every once in a while?
1: Um, that that would a bit depend on uh, what you want to do with the account. Cause some, some guys they post infographics because they, they want to be like speakers on the stage. So like yeah. speak can do seminars and stuff like that. Um, but, but if you're just like a personal trainer who works at like a gym um, I would put them like maybe once or twice a week just mm-hmm. to show that you do have some like core information that people should see and relate to. Yeah. So that it's valuable for them and they, They interact with it they save it they share it with their friends um because that's like the type of interaction that that instagram likes to see is that people usually save those posts as like uh they're they're just like potential lead magnets for 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 your content so yeah yeah uh, they don't need to be one every day It, it i mean you could do that but like way later on in your Instagram journey. Like Mm -hmm. right now, if you're in the beginning or middle stages, I wouldn't focus too much on the infographics right now, maybe one, one or two a week. And in between those could be like your core posts about yourself, the core exercises or the core principles of how you do your training and just basic stuff. Like don't need to overcomplicate it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Just touch like briefly on the infographics while we're speaking about it as well. Do you, do you feel like trainers need to be doing them? Or do, do do they need to kind of branch out in other areas of displaying content? Because obviously, infographics has got very popular in the last couple of years, and obviously, more and more people are doing them. Is it worth trainers sort of or not copying but bringing out their own or branching into a different kind of style with posting? Yeah, I think I think it's worth a try for
1: for them if they enjoy like sharing content like that. Then yeah, yeah. like. Like a basic thing would be to like, let's say you didn't do infographics before, but you shared like checklists and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can just turn that checklist into just like images. Okay,
0: images. yeah. Like mm-hmm. So that's like a repurposing hack, if you will. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good idea. It's a brilliant idea. and So sort of with the newer trainers that are obviously starting Instagram and potentially ones that may have been on Instagram for a long time now, what aspects do you think they should have in place? when it comes to the bio because I think this is the biggest thing people get wrong is the bio because you've got to think about when people join or or, or search for your Instagram, what they see first is what you've got in your bio. So what would you recommend as trainers to have really in place for that? Okay. So
1: there's uh, a few things that, that should go in the bio. Um, The number one thing is if you're a local based, trainer, then it's it's good idea to include the name of your city or town inside the headline okay the headline is like the bold part of your of your account yeah and whenever you whenever someone types in like your location like let's say New York personal trainer uh, if you have no if you have New York personal trainer in your bio your accounts gonna pop up when insert in the search feed so so having that city is really important in your yeah. headline uh, if you're like a more online, then it's better to use like more specific words. If you're like a nutrition coach or like more focused on a certain type of personal training, just yeah. include that in the, in the headline part so mm-hmm. that your account is searchable. Uh, and then inside the bio, there's a few things uh, you want to include. A few words that people can self-identify themselves. So um, so if they they want to do fat loss, if they want to do um, if they're a dad or if they're a mom, just include those words in like a few sentences to like uh be like, hey, yeah, that's me. Like maybe I should follow this account. Or, yeah,
0: yeah. Remember,
1: or mm-hmm. read the line. And then um the other line could be how you can help them. So like in terms of okay, I've identified that I help moms do what? I help mom lose fat, blah, blah, get fat, okay, yeah. Home workouts, whatever. And then um and then I would have a call to action to like click the link in the bio to get your free thing, or, or to go to my blog post about these tips, or to
0: follow for daily tips about X Y Z. Okay, yeah. So, so like that's the
1: general thing to do. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I like the idea of having the location in uh, in the bold headline. I've never really thought of that, especially for. Trainers that are potentially still training people in person at a certain location, so that's a brilliant idea. So, does does that always bring you up at the top of the feed? Then, like for example, if someone typed in sort of where I live, so Bristol, if I, if my locate if my name was obviously Jack Gad Fitness Bristol, would it would it then come up at the top of that? Then would it?
1: Um, yeah, you would certainly be ranked in one of the one of the ones that are in the top. Um, yeah. If other accounts are using that same or like um similar keywords mm-hmm. if they have more followers if they have more engagement and if the account is older then yeah. they might have uh, superior uh
0: rankings mm-hmm. okay. but yeah the
1: principle is that like you're going to be one of them
0: yeah okay no so, so it's a good little tip i think um people will probably start using that especially now you've said that so yeah it's a great little uh, tip to use. so just obviously on the the, the topic of content what should trainers be focusing on when it comes to actually writing out their captions? Because I think I've seen different captions and and things work really well for different people who get 20,000 likes on a picture, which is just like a a selfie and then like a caption, which is like five words long. And then I've seen people who have written like... (laughs) paragraphs and paragraphs and and again that can get 10 15,000 likes so i think it's really kind of like what what do you feel works best like short or kind of the long form copy
1: i would go for a mix of both mix,
0: um yeah the
1: the accounts that you see now that have like 10,000 likes and stuff like that and they write like two emojis like they're at a different level they're at a different stage they've yeah. built their audiences over time um in order for you to get there like it would be best to like start opening up in your captions, be more descriptive, yeah if you're sharing a workout video, be descriptive in the in the caption, talk about like the checklist of the exercises you did um the first two lines are also very important in the yes. in the caption, so like make sure it's like curiosity based mm-hmm. uh, and like if you're announcing something or if you have uh an opening for a client say it right there and then in the in the first two lines, yeah if you have a giveaway, if you, um, if you want to help you to tag a friend or if you want to ask like a curious question, like, what would you do? What's your favorite exercise for this or that or whatever. So like that's the opening lines. And then you go into the content, you can do like a brief checklist. And then at the end have another call to action to like tag a friend who needs to work out their glutes or like, um, tag, tag your workout partner or like, uh, save this for later and try it out and let me know how you liked it. So, like, all these different types of things called actions you can use. But the main thing is to open up in the caption, be more descriptive.
0: Yeah, for uh, sure. Just just going um, back to the, the headline bit that you mentioned about it being curiosity, should that be a question? So, so when you write that out, should it be, do you want to get a big chest, question marks, read on type thing, or, or should it be something different, like, um, as a headline?
1: Um, you can test out to- a like different ways to do that i've seen many accounts uh bluntly like say what they're going to say in the whole caption the first line yeah i've seen people just write a question and then like open it up Mm -hmm. Uh, i guess you have to play around with it to figure out what what
0: works with your audience yeah um but but yeah
1: you can using curiosity is a very good thing though
0: yeah Okay, and it's good to have a mix between the both, not just always be long, long content and not just always be short and snappy as well. Yeah, exactly. So if you have like a couple that are long and winded
1: and uh, I would have a few more that are like in between that are just like short and snappy. So yeah. um, be like, hey, new new YouTube video up or new training blog up, go click the link in the bio. So something really short is, is okay too. And you don't always need to like have a call to action because some people... They they get like they don't like seeing that stuff. So yeah. like leave no call to action
0: in a few posts and then That's the idea. I think people will eventually they kind of they, they they get used to seeing long posts and then a call to action at the end. So like you said, if you do it on every single post, people will probably start to switch off and then they'll never respond to the call to actions at the end of the posts, where they? Yeah. yeah. So w- when it comes to actually writing out a post, do you think there's got to be a goal in mind? Like, do you think obviously as trainers, our main goal, yes, it's to, to help people, but it obviously is to, to help build our business as well. Cause at the end of the day, this is a career for us. We're wanting to making sure that we're building a business. So should there be a goal with every post to really try and position you to attract new leads into your business?
1: I wouldn't do this on every single post, but uh, you should have a one out of like three posts or one out of two posts that like pitches your services to okay, like
0: uh, yeah.
1: either say, uh, if you have any questions about this, you can DM me yeah. or like, uh, if, if you want more content around this, you, you can ask me, uh, if you want to, uh, join my group or my free Facebook group or whatever, just join there. Um, whatever your conversion mechanism is, or like your lead magnet is, that's a system outside of Instagram. You can, you can lead them out outside of there. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, the the main thing, uh, with that would be to get them to take the first step. So like take the first step into going in your circle. So like either filling out a form, either, uh, DMing you, uh, either emailing you or giving you a call, whatever your process is outside of Instagram, start bringing, bringing them towards there. Um, the thing that, that I've seen work really well is to have conversations in the direct messages. Mm-hmm. So if you do like a series of Instagram stories and then you give a call to action to like, Oh, message me. If you have this problem or you do a poll, be like, who struggles with this? And then you can continue the conversation through a direct message and, um, using video to answer those messages is a really quick way to like create rapport together. Yeah. Um, so I would use videos in their direct message replies.
0: So would you, would you go as far as to saying as when, when, let's say you put out a story with a poll of, do you struggle with, um, like tracking calories when it comes to fat loss and everyone who says yes, would you then go and message the people that say yes and potentially ask them a question of what they struggle with to strike a conversation up or would you kind of leave them to actually leave you a direct message as such?
1: Uh, I would do both. Yeah. Because cause so, sometimes some people m- might reach out to you, but I'd rather you have the odds on your side and reach out to them. Mm. I mean, if they raise their, their hand, that gives I think that gives you some sort of permission to like reply to them or like start a conversation with them.
0: Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, it definitely does start a conversation as well. And at the end of the day, you could potentially help them out with whatever their fitness journey is as well. So. It's kind of a a win-win situation. So, and like like a lot of people say, usually the the way you get clients and get new leads into your business is through the DMs. It's it's through those conversations that you have and building up the rapport, like you mentioned as well. Mm -hmm. Totally. So, just just going back um, on you, you mentioned about every one to three posts. It was having a, a kind of a call to action. In regards to your actual posting structure should there be a structure every day of what you post like as in should you post one times a day two times a day three times i've seen people post as much as like four or five times a day and every post attracts quite a lot of likes quite a lot of engagement and i've tried so many different variances and i've never really found what really works so like what's your kind of i guess your ruling on what you recommend
1: uh, I would say if, if um, depends on the stage that you're at with your audience, like if you're brand new and you posted like twice a month so yeah. far, getting to like two posts a day is going to be too much of a stretch. So I would aim for like for three, four times a week. That, that should be your start. Yeah. And then um, from there, try and go for one a day. And then from there... You might need to go to two a day, but you don't really need that um, to create that much content because that's going to be overwhelming for you. And then you're going to spend so much time thinking about, Oh, what kind what content am I going to put out? So I'd rather you just like uh, limit your time on Instagram, create the stuff that you need to create and then schedule them out. So you have more free time to run the other things in your business.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so I would aim optimally. It would be like between one to two posts a day that that's what I would go for. I mean, that's until you get to like maybe 10,000 followers. And then from then on, you need to like ramp it up with, with a few more posts a day.
0: Yeah. Do, Do you think potentially if you like, like when you get to that kind of follower amount and you've got to start posting two or three times a day, do you think there's almost a limit as to too much posting or, or too much content where it doesn't become as valuable anymore? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Like, uh,
1: like some accounts, they I see them post like six to eight times a day. That's oh. way too much. <laughs> and like your, your posts still propagate like from a few days ago. So you can like ease up on the posting.
0: Yeah. Okay. Let them like
1: propagate properly, get all the engagement and then, then move on to, to the next thing. So like mm-hmm. big accounts, they can do that because they, they have so many followers to, to reach out to. And every post reaches out to like a certain percentage of the followers first before it spreads out to more people. So, so it's understandable for the big accounts to do that, but for small accounts, you, you don't necessarily need to do that because then you'll you'll tune out your your core followers.
0: Yeah. So, it, a potential method, I guess, to not do too much posting or not to kind of like post on the same platform all the time is: could you have two two accounts, like still both training accounts? So maybe one for transformation photos, one for like client feedback that they send to you and then one for your personal and business account. Like, is that, is that something you would recommend? Because at the minute I've got my personal account and then like a team account. So where I post transformations, what my clients are getting up to and then my own personal stuff. Like, is that something which is a good idea or should you stick to kind of one account and, and, and make sure everything's on that one place? That's a good question.
1: Um, it, it depends if you have the, the, the power and the structure to like, uh, coordinate all that content, then yeah. I would say go for it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So it's, I guess it's, would you, you'd have to try and share it, wouldn't you on, on the personal page to then make sure that people then go and vid, like see the transformations page as well, wouldn't they?
1: Yeah, you'd have to do a lot of cross cross posting there, like with the stories, with the posts. Yeah, account to like cross promote. Um might be complex, but like I think I think you can get the hang of it after a few weeks to mm-hmm. figure out what goes where, and then it'll be much more smooth to to build both accounts.
0: Yeah, for sure. No, it's just a, it's something to try, isn't it? It's a trial and error. I think that's what Instagram a lot of a lot of it is, is just trial and error and seeing what really works.
1: I mean that that's actually a strategy that bigger accounts use. They have like a whole bunch of like an army of like fan pages, and yeah. they do they like uh, <laughs> search the whole Instagram to like find audiences for them for their main account, and then that's how they grow the main account without the main account being any ri- in, being in any risk at all.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I've seen that. I've seen like they they have their their hashtags, and then they create a hashtag which is another account, and then it just kind of spirals from there so yeah it's, uh, Yeah, I've seen that. i wouldn't
1: recommend that in the early stages like you don't want a fan page when you have like 100
0: followers <laughs> <laughs> it's when the fan page starts overtaking the main page <laughs> <laughs> yeah so in terms of like growing an audience as well when it comes to hashtags this is obviously one of the biggest things I think trainers do worry about. Sometimes I see trainers not even bother. And I think why Like, you have just wasted potential thousands of reach without using a hashtag. So how can they con- conduct like hashtag research and, and what should they kind of be looking out for? Okay.
1: That that's like a really big question.
0: Yeah. It's just thrown a bomb at you, haven't I? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so hashtags, um, There are people who never use a single hashtag and they grow really well. Mm. That is because their content is really, really, really good. And they shout out other accounts. They get other accounts to shout them out and then they grow. In in the case for like a personal trainer, it, it might be a bit difficult to grow locally if you're not using any hashtag whatsoever or if you are global and like you need to, get yourself out there. So hashtags can allow you to, to grow and to mm-hmm. be seen. So first of all, let's talk about the fundamentals of the hashtags. You can use up to 30 hashtags per post. There's a bunch of hacks out there that like tell you to like add in another 30 or like delete the first 30, add in another one. Don't do that. Don't. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to harm you. It's going to harm your reach. Um, if you have over 30 hashtags in your post, your captions going to disappear. Yep. And then Instagram's not even going to
0: tell you. Yeah. Oh, that is the actual worst. I used to do it and then it used to just delete my caption and then I'd have to rewrite it all again.
1: <laughs> oh my God. So don't do it. Stick was 30 or less. Um, if you can't do it in 30 hashtags, you're doing something wrong.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. So um, you can put the hashtags either in the caption or in the comment. Mm-hmm. I, I prefer to leave it in the caption. Just to uh, put the odds on my side that the hashtags are going to go out and I don't forget to put out the comment, the the comment, the the hashtags. Okay. To look up hashtags. uh, What I really like to do is to use the Instagram app because they have, every time you look up a hashtag, there's like a suggested hashtag row and you can find a whole bunch of related hashtags that Instagram thinks that they're related somehow.
0: Okay.
1: So, that is a really quick way to find other hashtags. Just look up the hashtag on Instagram. Uh, look at the suggested row, uh, look at the top feed, and look at what other hashtags that those accounts are using. Um, so you start gathering your hashtags that way. Make sure that they're like related to, to your posts, to your topics, to your content that, yeah. that you share, and to your audience. Um, So you start gathering some hashtags. So some things to look out for are number one, to look at the size of the hashtag. If the hashtag is in like the millions and then uh, um, you don't want to include so many of those inside of your hashtag sets uh, because they might be too popular to, to reach the top posts because too competitive Mm -hmm. because inside the top feed, you'll see like a lot of the pictures that have like at least a thousand likes. It's gonna be really difficult for you to get traction there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I would include like five or six big hashtags like that. And the rest should be hashtags that are smaller and that have at least around the average engagement rate that you currently have and above and a bit below. So let's say you're averaging like 100 likes per picture.
0: Okay.
1: You find another hashtag that the average of likes. Uh, no, the minimum likes to reach in the top feed is like maybe 50 posts or, uh, I mean, 50 likes and 25 likes and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, so I would use those, a lot of those hashtags to get you some traction to like long-term exposure on that specific hashtag to like yeah. uh, stay in the top feed for a while. So so have a mix of the, the small and moderate hashtags and then like five or six of the, the big mm-hmm. ones. That'll be the main strategy to use, and to look at the the average amount of the minimum amount of likes that you need to like hit the top posts. Yeah. So those are like the key metrics to look at, and um, and yeah, apart from that, it's just free free game to like look up a whole bunch of hashtags and just uh, pick and pick and match whenever you whenever you do a certain topic, and then have your set of thirty, just copy paste it in your
0: post, yeah, and you're good to and do you think they should be changed quite often or once you've got your set, do you think they should then stay for uh, like three, four five months?
1: Yeah, I would change a set every single time you post. But Instagram really? doesn't like it when, yeah, they don't like it when you copy paste the same hashtags over and over. So every time you post, maybe delete a few, replace yeah. them. Just keep it different so that Instagram like doesn't like alert you or like. Okay. Uh,
0: yeah, that's. The- impressions. Yeah. That's definitely, a, I've been pasting the same ones for the last five months, so I'm going to need to just start putting in some different ones to make sure I mix it up, because like you said, I guess Instagram kind of, they, they clock onto that and, and see that you're using the same ones over, so they don't give you as much reach, is that maybe what it is?
1: Yeah, some people reported that, and uh, yeah, just to get around it, just like change up a bit, you don't even need to change
0: like so many, you can change like one or two, and yeah. you'll still be okay. But just having a little bit of a change is probably a good idea. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Awesome. That's the main thing with hashtags.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So in regards to like growing the following and obviously hashtags and your posts and everything, how, how many followers do you feel you need to be successful on Insta? Because I think there's so many trainers who feel that if you don't have over 10,000 followers in the swipe up feature that they're never going to conquer Instagram and they're never going to get clients when that's just not (laughs) true. like do do you think you can create a brilliant business through having only a couple hundred followers on instagram as opposed to hundreds of thousands
1: i think the first like 3000 followers is a really good milestone to hit cuz then you feel like oh you're 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 getting there and you're yeah. making it you're doing something right that mm. people are following you um, i wouldn't do like the growth hacks bef- before the 3000 stuff uh, because you should like get into the habit of like replying to people posting being consistent um and that's like the the main basic stuff with instagram just sharing stuff showing up reply to people just, just give a give a damn about your clients and your audience yeah. mm-hmm. and and then you'll grow because like most of my clients that's that's what they do and like they like it's not a secret magic pill <laughs> like you know yeah it's, it's just those
0: basic things They're just basically being consistent and everything. And you you mentioned about like growth hacks. Is there certain things which really works to grow a following or is it more of just the consistency like you've mentioned?
1: Like some people, they hire agencies or they use bots to like follow and follow people. Yeah. And uh, that's like a gray area. Um, So so you can use some tools that allow you to follow people and then unfollow them. So Mm. the, the mindset behind that is whenever you get a follow you'll take a look at their account and then if uh, if it's something that interests you then you'll you'll follow them back yeah
0: okay so
1: so then that that original person that followed you they'll unfollow you because you follow them or um, or after a certain amount of days they unfollow you yeah because you're limited in the amount of number you can follow number of accounts you can follow Mm-hmm. So they'll have to unfollow you at a certain point. Oh,
0: so yeah. the strategy
1: is to follow a whole bunch of people and then unfollow them. Yeah. Or do it at the same time. So your follower number, following number stays around the same.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But like you so, said, stay away from that until you've got like a good audience built up and, and you're confident with what you are posting and everything first.
1: Yeah. I, I want to give a warning. <laughs> If, if, you're tempted, if you're tempted to do that, to get to the 10K mark really, really fast, it's going to bite you in the ass. Yeah. I'm going to tell you why. Because your engagement rate is going to drop. You're going to grow so fast that your engagement rate is not going to keep up. Mm-hmm. The engagement rate is the most important thing to keep, especially in the beginning of your account, because it's so difficult to gain it back once you grow past a certain number. Yeah. It's like a black hole. Like it's going to be inescapable at a, certain, at a certain point. I've had so many people come to me and be like, Hey, I, I barely have any, I have like 10,000 followers, but I don't have any engagement. I have like 10 likes, 50 likes on my pics. Why? It's because Instagram shows your picture to a certain amount of your audience. And if they don't like it, Instagram gives it the, the red light. Yeah. Like, Oh, this, this post is no good. Mm-hmm. If, if you have like a um, thousand followers, you put out a post, and 500 people see it, and 200 people like it. That's a green light for Instagram to show it to, to more people. Mm-hmm. So that small account with higher engagement is more valuable than a 10,000 account. Yeah. So, uh, so focus on the engagement rate first, then grow it. That's why I'd like when you get to like 3,000, just focus on the engagement rate, and then after that, you can do all the other crazy stuff that you could do. Yeah, but it's just like a shiny object to get to that 10k.
0: Yeah, uh, it, it doesn't mean anything. It just gives you a swipe up feature, which I don't even think swipe up anymore, is it? It's, it's. I think it, you've got to tap it. Like, it doesn't. You don't even swipe up anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, and remember, you can send links through direct messages. So, like, put yeah. a poll, yes, no, and then if do you want the link to this, yes, no. Everyone who yeah. said yes, just copy paste the link. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, no. <Or> it's, <laughs> it's, I think people just get sidetracked by wanting to hit a certain number, but the difference you're going to make in someone's life is through direct messages, the video messages you do for them, the content you put out not by how many followers you've got at the end of the day. So yeah, (laughs) I think a lot of people forget that. They, They forget that massively. So, so when it comes to obviously Instagram and obviously your services, so what do you actually, what do you offer as an Instagram consultant for, us as coaches and like what kind of results of your students actually got um by by following what you kind of teach them
1: um so in terms of the things that i offer um so i have an academy where i teach all the stuff that, that i just talked about just okay. a bit more in depth um so i like ask people to tell me their goals and then we like work on them yeah. some people they need to like update their bio some people ask they're they're supposed to be critiqued and so we tweak a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's mostly like just keeping them accountable, giving them support. And uh one of one of my clients he he wasn't my client for like a good few months and he was at like five hundred followers or so, and then he followed my free advice and he got I think to like nine thousand followers. Oh, in wow. Like a few months. So when he told me that I'm like awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and then amazing. And then we started working together, and then he grew even more. So yeah. uh, you can look him up. His name is Peter Soon Fit on um, on Instagram, mm-hmm. and he, sh- he works really hard to create like really high quality content. Mm-hmm. And he writes infographics like almost every day. All right. So it was like really easy for him. So that that's his strategy to like grow his audience. So he uses infographics a lot, mm-hmm. and he always interacts with a, like a circle of friends that are other trainers so um so they share each other's stuff they comment on each other yeah they're consistent with each other they keep each other accountable uh that type of little tribe of people that are like helping each other grow that's a really good thing mm-hmm. so, yeah so that's one of my clients uh another one uh i worked with a guy to like help him curate his content and at some point he he was so booked with clients that he just stopped using instagram for a while because he was doing so many shows um, but yeah that's mostly about tweaking content and um and yeah recently i gave a service to like look up people's hashtags because a lot of people struggle with that and i've had some pretty good success with that they i think they some some of them they didn't have like ten thousand followers or anything but like they grew a couple hundred followers in a few weeks yeah just by, just by different
0: hashtags, hashtags.
1: yeah so what I do there is I just find like a big list of hashtags. I sort them by like the size and like the, the number of minimum likes. Mm-hmm. And then I created a hashtag generator. So like yeah. every time you click on like the, the spreadsheet, it creates a set of like 30 hashtags and then they just copy paste it in their post. It's okay. like super fast to create their sets. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's another thing that I do. Uh, I recently also started to offer a service called fan building. So like using a tool, that like automates the follow one follow stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. Cause some people they just request it and I'm like, I don't want them to go to like another agency that like messes up their numbers. So I'd rather do it slow mm-hmm. and maintain their engagement rate and then just give giving them um just automating the outreach for them because they're yeah. so busy, like, they don't want to like fiddle on Instagram all day. Um so I offer I offer that as well. So those are like the main three things. So like the academy, the hashtag stuff, the fan building. Um yeah. Usually people go for like a, an account or, um, yeah, an account diagnosis. So like, it's like an audit of their account. So I take a look at their bio, their content and, um, just give, give them a general strategy of like which direction they should head into according okay, to like,
0: yeah.
1: Instagram. So that's usually the entry point of people that, that work with me. So that's around like a hundred bucks to, to get that. So it's like, you, you get the most bang for your buck there, and then yeah, from there yeah. you decide to work. Do it yourself. You're free to do so if you want to work with me afterwards. Mm-hmm. You're free to do so as well, but like I give a few guides on how to tweak things and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, but yeah, that those are the main things.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I think like uh, the 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 diagnostics or like just like the the review of the account. I think loads of people would be able to benefit from that. And really, you've given people the direction of where they where they would go because I think a lot of trainers when they first start, they never really know what to put out, and like you'll see just a picture of like an apple, <laughs> and it'll be like some sort of fitness content, and it doesn't mean anything. So having that direction related to their niche, who they're trying to serve, would be like just so massive for everyone when they start out. And where could trainers find out more about those kind of services and uh, a bit more about yourself as well?
1: Mostly through my Facebook account. So, Leon Benjamin, mm-hmm. just look me up there. I share stuff on my Facebook wall or on my website called tripleyourtribe.com. Okay, um, awesome. Yeah, but I'm mostly on Facebook um, and Instagram, uh, Leon Benj at, on Instagram.
0: Yeah, okay. I'm more
1: active on, on Facebook, ironically. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I won't say anything. <laughs> awesome. No, that's cool. What we'll do is we'll put all of your. Uh, your links um, to Facebook and the website in the show notes. So any of the trainers listening who wants to go and check out Leon's stuff, then I would highly advise you go and do that. So, uh, massively appreciate you coming on Leon. Um, it seems like we've got through tons and tons of questions in a really quick amount of time. So I think the trainers will definitely have lots to take away from this. Um, so yeah, I really appreciate you coming on. Awesome, man. Happy to help. Awesome. So (laughs) So that concludes episode 17 of the online trainer show. We've had Leon Benjamin on and thank you again.